0: What is up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. On today's episode, we are chatting about a topic I'm kind of surprised I haven't made an episode about yet. But it is all about running. So we're going to chat about running, chat about nutrition, tempo, recovery, my personal experience and journey with running, my goals, and running and strength training. Should you do it? What are the benefits? Um, If you should do it at all. So really jam-packed episode, especially if you uh, like running, don't know much about running, want to learn more about running, this is your episode So, without further ado, let's dive right in. Okay, guys, I hope you're sipping your tea or your drink of choice. Uh, My drink of choice tonight is water. Good old H2O. But anyways, so running. I um, actually remember running was one of the very first things that I really pushed myself with in fitness. If you know my journey, I did a lot of like cardio bunny stuff. I was doing elliptical, treadmill, wasn't really running with it though, but just eating nothing like 11 to 1200 calories and like oh I need to burn that much to lose weight essentially. Um, I was very uneducated but this was when I was you know 17-18 years old. I was out of shape never was a runner. I hated taking the running test in high school. Um, I remember I would taste that metallic blood taste in my mouth because I was just so winded and out of shape from doing running and I remember one day when I was in the gym this I mean, I probably had to have been training for at least a year consistently, probably a little bit more than that, but I started running a little bit. I don't know what piqued my interest at the time, but I was running and I was like, you know, I'm going to go for 30 seconds. So I started running for 30 seconds and my body really wanted to give up, but I was just like, well, I... I'm sorry, (laughs) my mind wanted to give up, but my body kept going because the mind goes before the body, right? So I um, was like, okay, I'm going to go to 45 seconds, then a minute. I really don't remember how long I went, maybe two or three minutes, but I was like so proud of myself that I kept pushing. And for me, running has always been something where I could clear my mind, um, and just focus and zone out, like, listen to music, clear my thoughts, watch a video, listen to a podcast, um, just get runner's high. It's always been an escape for me, um, despite the pain, you know, the pain of running, not, like, actual pain, um, but it's always been something for me where I could do that, and I've always cherished that ability, and honestly, like, I always tell people if you ever see me like sprinting on the treadmill very aggressively, I'm probably pissed off <laughs> and I need to let off some steam. It's also a great emotional release for me when I just go all out and let everything out. Um, in my head, I like to picture that I'm just like exhausting my body so much that I don't even have time to think about or, um, you know, get mad about whatever I'm I'm mad about. You know, all the emotions just leave my body (laughs) so that's really what running means to me um i i mainly would do sprints like sprinting intervals were big i know when hit was like super popular and kind of like a new thing in the social media world i everybody was doing hit like everybody was just sprinting and walking sprinting and walking i mean it's still pretty popular now but it felt more popular then um I did go for long distance, long distance in my book, which was three miles. That was the longest I've ever ran straight was three miles um, to this day. And I used to be able to do about a seven minute mile. I think I got to six something when I tried like my fastest mile. Um, I'm currently coasting like comfortably, not really pushing myself at around a 10 minute mile. I can still keep up with that, like maybe eight or nine minute mile, but not past a mile. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at. <sighs> um, moving on, the next thing I wanted to chat about was the shoes. So we kind of get a background of Tina and why she runs and um, what I currently am doing. But what shoes do I wear? I know that's a big one. What shoes? I will preface saying that everyone's a little bit different with their preferences. Um, Your Everybody's foot's different. If you have a high arch, a low arch, I have a wide foot so i need a wide toe box my biggest thing when i'd run i would use nikes i used to use nike fly knits um my pinky toe would always get squished on the inside it would always um kind of go numb it was just tight my pinky would get raw it never felt comfortable um So I went to the shoe store and I went in and I said, I'm going to figure this out. Because if you Google, you know, Asics, Brooks, uh, was it Hoka? There's so many brands out there and they all claim to be fantastic and they all have great reviews and some of them are bad. So you got to try it for yourself. And I was in there for probably an hour, maybe more. I got all these different shoes. I was walking around in them and I came upon the decision of the brooks ghost for running and i honestly haven't went back since i have been obsessed with a ghost. I have recommended them to so many people and so many people love them. I truly think I have yet to find someone who hasn't liked it. Um, Like I know there's a lot of Asics fans out there. I've converted some Asics people not that I'm like in a rivalry with them. But I know when I tried Asics it felt like it was burning my arches. Like maybe it was meant for someone with high arches. I don't I don't know if I have high arches, <laughs> but I, I don't think I do. But the Brooks Ghost, they have such a wide toe box. It's breathable. They're, they just feel like you're walking on a cloud. And they are just a great all-around safe option. And trust me, Brooks in general... I've tried the other styles of Brooks. I think it was the Adrenaline or maybe the Glycerin, one of them, and they were very hard. It was a hard shoe when I walked around and it compared to the Brooks Ghost, they gave me the support, but it also was cushioned um, for when I run. So that was important. And you know what? Now that I think back to it, talking about it, I started looking for a better shoe when I was running a lot and I irritated a tendon in the front of um, my leg, and, you know, it was weeks and weeks, and it wasn't getting any better, it was burning, it was sore, um, so I went to physical therapy for it, and that's one of the things they recommend was, you know, get a better shoe, and that, that was when I was on the hunt for a new shoe, um, so yeah, Brooks Ghost, like I said to this day, I'm on Ghost 14s, I believe, yes, that's where I'm at right now, you know, that will age this podcast episode for whenever you're listening, um, I love them. They're fantastic. They're good, a good all around shoe. I never have leg pain, back pain, none of that stuff. Another brand I will say I haven't tried their running shoes, but I'm impressed with their trainers, which is like, um, kind of like lifting and functional training. If you're doing like a ball slams, battle ropes, jumping, and things like that, it works for that style. Um, is Nobles N O B U L L. S. Or maybe it's just no bull. No S. Um, I really like their shoes. They are a little bit pricier, but probably around the same range as Brooks. They come in every color you can think of. Hot pink, floral, rainbow, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink, everything. Um, But they have specific lifters, they have um, runners, they have different kinds of running shoes. They're very simple, but they have a ton of options. So Nobles, they're strictly online, is another one I highly recommend um, for shoes. I'm very happy, and I have a couple of clients who use the running ones, and they swear by them. So, those would be my two recommendations off of experience. I have no experience with other shoes. Um, So, yeah. So, that's the shoes. Next, let's chat a little bit about tempo. So, I kind of learned about tempo late in the game. You know, and with tempo, I mean speed. Um, Finding your rhythm with running. I have longer legs. So, I mean, shorter people, you're going to probably need to run on a lower speed. um, To keep up with me, for instance, you'd have to go on a faster speed, even if I was on a lower speed. So... In general, I feel like the rule of thumb is you can really jog at any speed, hypothetically. But what speed is going to be that threshold of like you're kind of like throwing your body around because it's so slow and you break your form Um, because me I don't know for any of my runners out there I feel like sometimes when I do a faster speed I can get that nice sprinting form going there's definitely a difference in form between like casual jogging and like sprinting sprinting feels better to me which is why earlier in my running career I would go fast I would be speed which is relative to the tread But I would be speed 7, I would be speed 8, sometimes even higher than that, maybe even up to 10 for short bursts. It just felt good to sprint. Emotional reasons, form reasons, just getting my long gazelle legs going. Um, But I burned out really fast. You know, you get exhausted from that. You can only go for so long. It's not sustainable to keep that up unless you're like an Olympic athlete. So... I, I started taking it down a little bit more, 6.5. And I would say right now I'm around like 5.5 to 6.5 miles per hour for my running. Um, honestly, 5 five miles per hour seems to be the sweet spot or for with keeping form. So 5 or above I would recommend would be a safe jogging pace. Um, below that, you're going to start to compensate on form. But don't get discouraged if like you're at 4.5 and that's all you can do or you have short legs and you feel like you can't keep up do that but just listen to your body if you feel like you're getting clunky and you're like jamming your joints up and you could go a little faster just try it try it for a couple seconds see what happens um Find a pace that's comfortable for you. So yeah, I'm able to like do some nice miles. Like i have been getting in the habit of trying to do a mile or two here and there like almost every day. And just that 5.5, 6.5 feels really good to me. Really comfortable. I'm not heaving and huffing and puffing. It's a good pace. Um, But overall, overall in your running journey as you have more miles put on the books and you can do more miles at a time. Um, even just in general, over the days that you train, it's okay to have slower miles and then faster miles. I, like I said, I, I beat myself up so much. If I had like, you know, was on speed seven and I had to drop down the next day, I'd get up sex. I felt like I was losing progress because in our brains, we're kind of programmed to think we do less we're falling backwards. But you know, this goes, this applies to lifting as well. If you can max, you know, squat. A certain weight and then next week maybe you can't hit that same weight there's so many factors that affect that um that it's just so hard to control. You can't possibly stay at your heaviest weight and try to do more and more every single time you work out. It's just not sustainable. You will burn out. (laughs) Um, So yeah, some, some miles I go a little bit more of a casual jog. Some days I'm feeling great and I just do fast miles and I kill it and I get that extra mile. It just matters how you feel that day. So definitely be patient with yourself. It takes time to build just like any other activity. And I think you'll also understand this more with experience because it does come with experience, I believe, in my opinion. All right, next up we have nutrition. Very important, um, a very frequently asked question, I believe. Like, what should you eat when you run? So for me personally, I am I could do a whole podcast episode on each one of these sections I'm covering, honestly, and I may in the future, but I'm giving very basic... Um, advice essentially and i'm more so telling you what i do there's definitely more than one right way to do things there's so many different ways uh but this is just what i do and what i've learned and what works for me so nutrition i get quick digesting carbs you've seen for like the long distance runners they have the little carb gel um they have all kinds of crazy stuff but like you know if you're just running a couple miles you're not doing anything crazy you're just getting started i go for a banana my banana is always a go-to you could do apples um rice cakes i love sometimes i'll do just rice cakes since they're like 50 calories for one i might have like three rice cakes depending on your calorie goals like two to three rice cakes gives you those quick digesting carbs Quick sugars. Um, You may have seen floating around like Rice Krispies, you can do Oreos, um, you can do candy, like gummy worms or something. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) Carbs and sugar is what we're looking for because when you start running, that's the first thing your body's going to burn up. It's going to use that because it's readily available and it burns up fast and gives you quick energy. And it burns off, so then you'll start burning up other things like fat and things like that. But it's good to have that burst of energy. Um, I usually do it like about a half hour before some, somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour before, depending on my day, my hunger, all those things. And sometimes even with the rice cake, I will throw in a little bit of Greek yogurt, um, a lighter Greek yogurt. I'll dip my rice cakes in Greek yogurt. Fantastic snack, whether you're running or not, just saying. (laughs) Um, but those are my two big go-tos after, um, I will either eat like a big ass meal because I'm like starving or like just something with protein, carbs, and fat. Like a very complete meal. Um, or, or if I'm on the go, I just grab like a protein shake or something. Something to sustain me, to refuel me. Because your body's exhausted. It needs something to replenish. Okay, And you're going to be burning more calories after your run. Compared to a lot of other activities. Because running typically gets your heart rate up higher for longer periods of time. You're using full body. You're really really exhausting your body so it's it's definitely something we're going to be burning calories for hours after the activity okay with that that's a nice transition into recovery because nutrition and recovery definitely go hand in hand i would probably recommend if you're just starting out and even those who are seasoned i don't recommend running every day even at this point i would say i probably run i i i would say maybe two to three times per week i'm looking at right now uh just because like one leg days you don't (laughs) you don't want to run on a leg day if i do i might do like a quick easy mile or something like that just something to get my heart rate up and warmed up um But again, it comes down person to person. Some people hate doing cardio before they lift. I've personally always done cardio before I lift. Um, It doesn't bother me. There's there's not really like a rule that says (laughs) you're not going to make progress if you run before you lift. Uh, Some would probably argue otherwise, but I don't think so. Um, but definitely have your rest days in there. Start out slow a couple times a week. Definitely stretch. Again, I was saying running is very taxing on the body. It's, you're going to cause tight things. It's very high impact. Even with good shoes and proper form, you're still putting a lot of stress on your body. So just make sure you're stretching everything properly, um, before and after. Hot baths, Epsom salt baths. Um, something else to consider is you're sweating out a lot. So make sure that you're getting your electrolytes because you can drink water, but you're flushing out sodium and potassium. And there's a, a lot of trendy drinks out there. Um, but I really like, honestly, like a simple Gatorade drink or, um, body armor because what I'm finding, again, I'm, I don't do a huge amount of research on this, but there are some drink packets out there. There's one in particular that I got some sample packets of and it has no sugar in it and it tastes fine like it's sweetened but it's there's no sugar um it's all natural and has uh 200 milligrams potassium but then a thousand milligrams of salt and if you're a runner and you're doing a lot of miles and you're sweating, yes, a thousand milligrams of salt is good. It's great for you. Um And you should sip on it slowly. But for me, thinking like the average person who might just be getting started into running and they tried this drink. I mean, I don't want them to go to the doctors after they've been using this for like six months and like be like, I have high blood pressure. (laughs) Um, That's why I kind of like the Gatorades and the Body Armors um, because Gatorade, they have like the naturally sweetened ones now. um, And the sodium content is there, but it's like a fraction of that. It's like two or 300 milligrams of sodium. And that's a lot more reasonable. Plus you get your potassium in there. You know, it's a shame because I feel like the potassium is the thing that we need more of so many people lack having enough potassium and that's that's something that's very important and of course it needs to be paired with sodium to absorb properly and whatnot but it it, like i said it's it's sad because it seems like they low dose the potassium but maybe there's a reason behind that maybe we do get more potassium in our diet than i like to think I don't know, um, but yeah, definitely some sort of like electrolytes. Even if you just throw a pinch of salt into your water, I mean that that works too. <laughs> That's how you can get you know um, electrolytes in your water. Even the little packets and stuff, um, like Propel, even uh, they have those at the grocery store. So just something to think about. Um, now last two things here, my personal goals for running, and we're gonna talk about running and strength training. So. My personal goals... As of right now, I would like to definitely do more races, and I am going to try to do a 5K straight through. I've done a couple of 5Ks before. They were more casual ones. Um, I've never done the color run, but it would be something similar to a color run, where there's activities there, and you can like jog, you can walk, you can stop at different stations and have fun. Um, Like I just did the Rugged Maniac, which is a obstacle course but it is a 5k so like i didn't go straight through not saying that it was easier but i had to do obstacles in between and sometimes you'd have to wait in line for a couple minutes so i never got that experience of a straight through three point whatever miles are in a 5k so that is my goal is to run a straight 5k more seriously i don't expect to do fantastic but i don't want to do terribly um so that is my main goal right now short-term goal The last thing is, and this is important, I'm sure many of you have questions about this, is running and strength training. Because I know I'm big on strength training, but I truly believe that they complement each other and they can complement each other with... Everything that I mentioned, especially having proper nutrition and recovery, Um, you automatically kind of get this idea in our head that like running is going to make you super skinny and burn all these calories and strength training, you know, you're going to burn up all your muscle if you run and strength training makes you big and bulky. Well, we compare them successfully. Uh, One woman who I love, she is a doctor now and... She runs like ultra marathons and she does Olympic lifting. She is a little beefcake in the best way. Her name is, um, oh gosh, I think it's Doc List Fitness now or just List Fitness, like L-Y-S-S Fitness. I'm not 100% sure what her Instagram handle is, but I love her stuff. She does running and lifting and it just, it just complements each other. And she really talks about a lot of the things that I mentioned in the podcast today, um, But you can run and you can lift. I think it's all about planning out how you do both. um, Not trying to overdo one or the other. And learning that what you do lifting is going to help you in your running because if you build up leg strength and core strength your runs are going to be better and vice versa if you build up endurance and you will build a little bit of muscle a little bit differently through running and new muscle adaptations that's going to help you with your lifts lifts but at the end of the day do what feels good to you if you absolutely hate running and you want nothing to do with it you don't have to do running (laughs) Okay, nobody's nobody's forcing you to run, but if you've listened this far, I'm assuming you like running somewhat <laughs> or you're interested in running, uh, but do what you enjoy and just challenge yourself, you know, in a good way. Like me setting a goal like that, like a 5k, it just feels good. And I hope to one day maybe do trail running or, um, do a marathon or even just a half marathon then a marathon even like um a 50k that'd be interesting I would be very it, it's something that kind of excites me when I think about it uh I'm not going like full-on blown runner on you guys but it, it's something I'm happy I found my passion with again uh because I feel like I lost passion for running for a while and now it just is something that feels good to me and it feels like something I can do so I hope for those of you that are listening, I hope maybe you feel like me. I hope it sparks something in your soul to pursue running in a safe and healthy way um, where you can build things up and you're not going to burn out or hurt yourself. Or maybe you listen to this and you're like, man, running isn't uh, my jam. And that's totally okay, too. I'm happy you listened. So <laughs> um, with that being said, as you know, your support means a lot. And you can do something small for me Uh to really help this podcast, just to get more ears listening in. So for the Tea with Tina, you can listen anywhere. Spot, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really any other platform you can think of. Audible, like all of it. Just wherever you're listening, if you could leave me a review, even if it's just like clicking the stars, doing a five-star review, if you enjoyed, um, shoot me a little message there. If you want to do a little written review, that would mean a lot because that little support for me more eyes see this podcast. Like I said, I can get more information out to you guys. Don't have sponsors. I don't make money off of doing this. It's literally just a nice outlet for me. I get to show up. I could look ugly if I want to because you don't see what I look like right now. <laughs> I could be wearing a flamingo suit right now and you would have no idea. Now nah, I'm not in a flamingo suit though. I'm just in regular clothes. Um, but I get to be me. You get to hear my voice. It's not like a static post or like a you know, a real acting out on Instagram. This is like me. And I'm just chatting with you guys. And I like that. So again, thank you again. Thank you again for listening. Thanks again for the support. Um, Until next time, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.